Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfler. It's Mark Andrea Wiesler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening, listening to the Game to the Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed. <laughs> Welcome back, tennis fans. Day nine is in the books, and we've had some amazing performances from some of our best players in the tournament. Carlos Alcaraz absolutely steamrolls Amir Miaketsmanovic going through in straight sets. And we've also had Daniel Medvedev making his way through. And are they on a collision course, JG? Yeah, in terms of the closest match of the round, it was Zverev Norrie, what went all the way to a tie break in the fifth, in which Zverev come through. It was a great event for Cam Norrie. I don't think he could be too hard on hard on himself, um, but I guess from the position he was in in that tie break, I thought I just thought he could have done a little bit better and kind of bottled it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I thought the performance was amazing from Cam great, Norrie, yeah, but. Zverev just has that sort of big match mentality, was able to just use his experience to get through a tie break. He has a big serve, as we know. Norrie, his backhand looked amazing today. And I thought that the way he played against Zverev was the way he played the whole tournament. Very aggressive, coming to the net uh, when he could. A lot of drop shots as well that were really effective. But... Ultimately, I think it was just the serve that won for Zverev in the end. And I'm sure he just knew he was in a match. That was the thing. Cam Norrie normally doesn't give that type of opponent uh, a good match. Today he did. And he can go away with his head held high, Cam Norrie. But we have now, obviously, Sasha Zverev. We have Carlos Alcalaz. Uh, we're in for a big matchup. These two seem to always meet at the Grand Slam level. Yeah, I don't know if you want to start with bringing up the quarterfinals and we can see yeah. which matches there are. And then we'll go on to some individual performances in the round of 16. Um, so if we bring that up right now, you can see this is what the quarterfinals are. They are set. 
on the women's, we've got Noskova, Yastremska, we've got Kalinskaya, Zhang, Kostyuk, Goff, Krajcikova, Sabalenka, and on the men's, Djokovic, Fritz, Sinner versus Rublev, Hercatch versus Medvedev, and AZ just threw me off there, Zverev yeah. versus Alcaraz. So, on the men's particularly, I don't think it could have been much better. Like, on paper, that probably is the best eight players we could have hoped for at this Australian Open. Maybe yeah. make a case for Runo's not there, but I don't know. I've, I kind of like these these six or these yeah. eight. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, really, really solid. The women's one, there's obviously the whole top half is a free for all, and we're going to have one of those four ladies in the final: Noskova, Yastremska, Kalinskaya, or Kim Winjeng. I mean, I wouldn't have expected one of them to be in the final come uh, the start of the tournament but that's what we're left with at the top and it looks like it probably is Sabah and Coco fighting it out to maybe be the favourite down the bottom to get to that final and be the favourite to lift the trophy on the women's side but like you said going back to individual performances I want to start with the match that was uh, sort of last on I'd say obviously we had Kim Win Jeng was on after it but on the men's side it was Carlos Alcaraz. I mean, <laughs> this is the only tweet I'm bringing up, which I'm not going to go into just yet, which uh, was obviously his post-match uh, uh, interview with Jim Courier, who sort of, it was a funny one. But the, let's talk about the actual match itself against Ketsmanovic. I thought it was a really competitive match. The way the match started, Ketsmanovic didn't start the best and got broken early. Then after that, it was a real, like, it was like when they played in Miami. Such a close match, such a high level, lots of long rallies, lots of creativity on both sides. But ultimately, Carlos Alcaraz, all he needed was that one break. And he, he had another level and he was able to bring it out in the big moments. And some of the rip-roaring forehands that he hit in this match, just at big moments, he always does it in twos, I've noticed. He'll hit the first one like a big rah, and then Ketsmanovic will get it back. And then he comes, steps in and goes rah, even bigger. Like, you're not, you didn't take the first one. This second one, you're not going to get back. So he did that a few times. And then in the final set, Ketsmanovic, broken man. He knew the game was up and uh, conceded. The white flag came out, yeah. I think. I think they could have wrapped it up after the second set. Um, <laughs> Carlos had that one done after he broke him in the second set and then took it. Uh, but yeah, very good match. And Carlos looking like a serious contender. It does feel like the, the big four in Djokovic, Medvedev, Alcaraz and Sinner have all performed at a good level. And we still have the possibility of having the one, two, three, four semi-final. Um, the one match I'm not sure about is Medvedev Hercatch. And the reason being is I think Hercatch has won a few of their previous, uh, a few of their last matches where they've played. And the way Hercatch is playing on these hard courts, he's getting to tie breaks. And I've seen Medvedev in tie breaks many times now in Grand Slams. And he has a tendency to go a little bit wild in them. We've seen double faults, we've seen strange shot selections, uh, missed volleys. And Hercatch is very, very good in tie breaks. Probably the second best player after Novak Djokovic. Very good, isn't he? Yeah, and that, that's what worries me because I feel if we are to get, say, four tie breaks in that match, then I would expect Hercatch to win 3-1. 
I think it was a good bet. He leads there head to head as well. That, yeah. uh, so, and he's won the last two. Well, if you could say three, uh, they played an exhibition match as well. He beat him in that, uh, but he beat him in Halle. He beat him in Miami. And the last time Medvedev's beaten him was back in 2021. Yeah. So that will that be going into Daniel Medvedev's mind coming into that that match, but um, just finishing off with just the Carlos bit, just so that we can segue nicely uh, into that. This was just something that was said after the the Carlos match. I think we just got to touch on it just because it's a bit funny, and it was obviously Jim Courier just asking him. Who do you like to watch? <laughs> and then he gives the obvious list. He gives the other ones of the big four. Daniel, Novak, Sinner. And then what uh, I'm gonna be said, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. He said, What uh what about the WTA? <laughs> and then you just saw him <laughs> sort of like going, oh, uh he said, I watch uh, WTA as well when I can, when I turn the TV on. <laughs> I thought that was the best answer. He's like, it's WTA, ATP, uh, whatever I like to watch. But not naming names. He doesn't want to uh, make anyone feel bad, I think, there. Is that right? It was a little bit awkward. I felt sorry for him because he clearly was put on the spot and I mean, he must know players on the WTA tour. I'm sure he does. But in the moment, he couldn't quite think of who he watches. And probably the top and bottom of it is he doesn't watch too much of it. And you can understand from someone in, in his, his point of view, he's training all the time. He's playing. He's an active tennis player. I think probably active tennis players don't watch tennis as much as we think they do, number one. And then the other part is the women's game is a different sport, I feel, to the men's game. Yeah. So he's probably watching the men's game with a different thing in his mind to what he would watch the women's game. Because he's watching it thinking, okay, these are players I compete with. These are people who are in my line of work. The women aren't in his... He's never going to play one of them women players, female players. So it's That's a little right. bit different with that. And I feel he just got a bit caught with his words. That's all it was. I, w I wouldn't read too much into it. You're going to get some <laughs> people saying, oh, look at Carlos Alcaraz. He's against the women's tour. It's ridiculous. They're clutching at straws. I felt so sorry for him. It was a bit awkward. The crowd were laughing. The whole <laughs> thing was valid. just very uncomfortable, I think. I thought it was just, I thought it was a bit, it did put him on the spot, but I just feel it's just one of those. He just stumbled over his words and didn't know what to say, and it just made it even funnier for me. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he is really watching women's tennis. I think that whenever he's watching tennis, he's watching the people he might be facing in the next rounds and he would be taking notes. How am I going to beat these opponents? Yeah, he's watching it for a different reason. He, yeah. A lot of tennis players, I don't think generally watch that much tennis, especially the active ones. Maybe if you're retired, it's a bit different. But if you're active, you're focusing on what you're doing kind of thing and you, you probably don't want to overload yourself. I'll be watching his match. That's <laughs> back. Potentially, trying to see how he can improve and stuff. And exactly. Of course, it's great to watch fellow competitors, players you will be playing because you can look at their game and say, oh, maybe I can do this against them. Maybe I'll do that. So I think it's all for a different purpose. But I wouldn't read too much into it before the headlines start saying Carlos Alcalaz hates the WTA. Um, we're not quite there yet. No, no at all. In, indeed. Uh, and speaking of <laughs> the bad segue, speaking of hating the WTA, <laughs> that's just God. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, obviously. He obviously defeated Cam Norrie and he reaches his 11th Grand Slam quarterfinal, which uh, that's an incredible thing in itself, to be honest. And he has to always be considered, despite the fact he went to five with Norrie. 
I think you've got to look at the positives in the performance rather than the facts, just looking at it as if it's just Cam Norrie. Cam Norrie was like top, nearly top 10, uh, mm. what, two, two years ago? So, and he was playing at that level. So Zverev did well to get past him because he was a tough opponent. This is an opponent who's beaten Alcalaz as well. We know Norrie on his day, actually very, very top tennis player. So Zverev's got to be happy he got through it. He probably won't be happy that Alcaraz only did three sets and super fresh. Um, but that's just the, the cards you're drawn sometimes. I think that Sasha Zverev still will have a chance. He's got a good gas tank. He's fit as a fiddle. So I think it's going to be competitive. But you'll have to wait and see how our predictions go in our predictions video later on this evening to find out who I'm going to pick. So. Yeah, I think the head-to-head's 4-3 with Zverev Alcaraz. Um, and if you were to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline up Jose's tweet we can see what Alcaraz had to say about Zverev he said if I play at this level I will have my uh my changes my chances I'm assuming yeah he has played some tough matches this week and gonna be tough for him as well I love to play against him for the crowd it's a great great match as well I will put um sorry I was reading from the other one because you didn't have it but you said I'll put my 100 percent I'll put my 100%. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, I feel that I get what you're saying. I feel that this is just like a bit of a generic answer, to be honest. But I, I totally agree that the crowd always love it when these two play. And they always normally have a competitive matchup. <laughs> the, uh, the problem is, like, the last time they played on hard court, he sort of blitzed him in the US Open. And I'm hoping it's not going to be the same. I know that this court is a, is faster, will suit Zverev's serve a bit more. I, mean, it's, I know it's not as fast as normal, but sure. the last time, last time they played was an indoor hard court. I remember at the tour finals, Zverev beat him there. So he's got a little bit of recent bragging rights against Carlos. I don't think it's going to impact much, though, unless they close the roof or all of this type of thing. If they do, then advantage maybe Zverev to a degree. But I still think... Alcaraz is the clear favourite for me. Yeah, my big fear is all of these quarterfinals are going to be quite tight. Um, aside from Djokovic, Fritz, I think that's probably the easiest one on paper and the most one I'm leaning towards Djokovic <laughs> on. Aside from that, they all seem very, very tight. Always be be wary with those uh, those predictions because always the one you least expect is the one which is the the tricky one. And Djokovic, Fritz, as we know. They have met before, and it has been relatively close. I think it's eight nil, Ben. No, but I mean at the Australian Open two year. Was it two years ago? Was no, three years ago. Well, he's injured again, isn't no, he? No, it was a terrible injury. He had his whole torn, uh, torn abdomen. Yeah, and still lost. He could hardly walk in that match, and still beat Fritz. So, I've, if, if you're looking at the what we've seen in the past, you wouldn't give Taylor Fritz much. He hasn't won at a all. set since then. No. I, it, <laughs> You can big it up to however you want. I just I'm don't trying. See that I'm one trying my best tight. to give us give us a narrative here. You're shooting me down with my narrative, but this is a, a good tweet from Relevant Tennis. The Australian Open men's quarterfinals feature world number one. 
number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, the live world number eight, live world number nine. All of them are Masters 1000 champions. Three of them are major champions. There we go. Yeah, just like how we started the video, the best players we're seeing here. Yeah. Um, and interested to see how it plays out. I think they're going to be tighter than what we're th than what we're saying on here. Yeah, quite possibly. Let's move over to the other ones as well because we know that Daniel Medvedev, he made it through. He was up against the Portuguese Puma, as he's being called, so I'm told. Uh, but it wasn't to be for the Puma. He ran too many miles, I feel, on the court and got tired and Medvedev outlasted him as he does most of his opponents. Uh, if you're not used to that style of play, eh? No, but Borges played incredibly well, especially in that third set. Medvedev had a lot of high praise for him and said what he was doing well was he was ultra-aggressive on any short balls and he's not really come across that very often in his career. A player like Borges was lethal. The moment he had any opportunity, he just attacked Daniel Medvedev. He, ch he had made some adjustments, Daniel, in the, in, the fifth, in the fourth set and was able to win quite comfortably. So that's showing the intelligence from Daniel Medvedev. I think he's got a really good tennis IQ and he was able to adjust in real time and change the way he played and it was just far too much. But Borges, the first, first few sets, he couldn't handle the rallies too many. It was wearing him down. He's not ever played a player like a Daniel Medvedev who can just get so many balls back and just suffocate you. It's a bit like what Djokovic does, but Medvedev maybe does it even better, I would say, especially with these long rallies. Um, what he did particularly well was the drop shots. So Medvedev was very had high, a lot of high praise. He said, um, I think it was a few years ago when he played Alcaraz and he did, I forget what match it was. What was the one where he completely annihilated him? Um, where Alcaraz annihilated Medvedev. Wasn't that in the, wasn't that in the final of... Uh... No, in a Grand Slam it was. Oh, it was in one of them anyway, where it completely remember. annihilated him. And he hit so many drop shot winners. And Medvedev's never seen something like that before. He said Borges was probably second to that. Is that Wimbledon? Incredible at drop shots. don't know. I'm thinking maybe Wimbledon. But anyway, uh, Daniel Medvedev, solid player. Borges, he's definitely, like you said, one for the future. Uh, even though he's not that young, but he's still young enough to have at least another... 10 years in the game so I think we're going to see even better stuff from him and the fact this has happened at the start of the year his ranking is going to skyrocket now we may see him even better uh, come like say the US Open the end of the year he may be a seed or something like that I mean it's going to be sky's the limit for him if he continues in this form yeah I'm just trying to find the match now because I can't seem to find it but Okay, um, no worries. Yeah, I think it was, it might have been Wimbledon, you're right. Yeah. 2021 Wimbledon, he beat him 6-4, 6-1, 6-2. Yeah, easy. Um, and it also happened in Wimbledon again. So yeah, two in Wimbledon where Alcaraz demolished him. What I found really interesting was after the match, Jim Curry are speaking to Daniel Medvedev and it was on his return position and how he is so effective with the return. And that's where he was speaking about how players often have gone for the drop shots a lot more after what Carlos Alcaraz was able to do at Wimbledon. They've gone with that blueprint. Borges tried it today and did okay, but it was just not enough to be able to beat Daniel Medvedev. And this is a really good five-minute clip, by the way. I recommend watching it if you can. Um, and Daniel Medvedev was taking you through with the microphone how he returns on a tennis court and how far back, because he is probably one of the furthest back 
uh, up there with Dominic Team in his heyday and Rafael Nadal. Yeah, I mean, when he's when I watch him play, I'm shocked by how far back he is, and I'm always shocked by how people aren't utilising underarm serves against him. I feel that that would be the best tactic. I've said it time and time again. I know he's quick, but if you get a really good one and mix him and you're a big server like a Kyrgios, surely there must be an element there. You can keep him guessing, do I stay all the way back or do I come nah, in? I think he, it doesn't really matter how far back he is. He can still get there. He, he was saying as part of his training regime, he practices um, returning from there and then having to sprint in and get a drop shot. Wow. So he can cover serious distances. It's something which is he's been working so hard on. Amazing. And from there, he was saying sometimes, rather than a return where you're like, you take one step left or right and then have to go with a push your body forward and hit the return back, from where, where he is backwards, sometimes if they hit right in the corner, he'll make four or five steps to one side and literally run there and then take the shot. So it completely changes everything. And he's, he, he finds it's really difficult to miss from back there because you've got a little bit more time and you can get there and you hit it as like a normal forehand or backhand. It's nice to hear the adjustments that players make and it's nice to hear when they made them on the tour as well because he was saying that this match for him that really did it was against Joe Wilfred Songa and somebody with such a big serve, uh, he's just said, I can't play against him like this. I mean, he's just obliterating me with his serve. So he kept on going further and further back. And it's nice to know when like players have these moments in their career. It's like a... It's like a genius moment. It just goes, boom, the light bulb came on above his head. And then, since then, he's been a completely different player, unplayable on a lot of occasions. Right, moving on to the women's. Um, yes. This one was pretty straightforward. And we didn't, unfortunately, see all four matches in four because Svitolina retired very yes. early on in that first set. She was free love down, retired. And the reason was because of a back spasm, I believe. She had a spasm. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a shoot, shooting pain in the first game, the last two points. Couldn't do anything, completely locked my back. Just very sad, of course. So, yeah. And I'm not going to read for it all now. But unfortunately for her, she's had a great event, but was unable to play due to an injury. And Noskova, pretty fortunate. Yeah, very fortunate. I thought that was going to be a real competitive match as well. Yeah. And I expected Noskova to run her very close. I thought that Noskova may even be able to beat her, but we'll never know now. And it's just a sad way for her tournament to end because she was a real like competitor. She could have been one who made the final. Yeah. So yeah, Maybe it's a case of for Svitolina um, now being a mother. Is her body able to do the duration of a Grand Slam? Uh, is it something to do with a warm-up routine? We'll never really know. This is just speculation and hopefully she can rest up. It's been a great event and I'm sure she'll be back uh, going deep again. Uh, another match which I want to speak about, Yastremska, uh, who did fly the flag for Ukraine because she beat Azarenka and that was a bit of a shock. She won in straight sets. She yeah. went in a tie break in 6-4. It was really tight. But she has had to play some really good players so far and she keeps winning. I mean, she beat Vondrausova early doors. She beat Navarro, who's a top player, and now Azarenka. So some big, big players there. Grand yeah. Slam champions. 
I think. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's been really impressive. The way yeah. she won that first set as well, I thought was uh, impressive because she was down in that first set and Azarenka had the opportunity to serve out for the set. She had set points, tw- uh, two set points, but she was trying to serve out for it twice, failed, and then got done in the tie break. And after that, Yastremska never looked back. Second set, she looked even better. So fair play to her. She is the real surprise package, I feel, on the women's side. I think she's 95 in the world coming she, in. She was my qualifier to watch. Wow, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> even better. <laughs> there you go. That is the best one to watch. It because um, <laughs> in the qualifying, she dropped a set in every match. So it just goes to show you don't Battle really know what's going to happen. <laughs> Um, next match to speak about Kalinskaya beat Paulini it was a bit of a a drub in really yeah Uh, it wasn't wasn't that wasn't that close I expected this one to be a lot closer considering Paulini's actually done quite well beat Blinkova convincingly but Kalinskaya another person at the best ever result uh, at a slam and I think that she is one person who if she does very well in this event I feel that the the sponsors are going to be coming in left, right and centre for someone like her. She is very marketable and she looks like she's got a great personality as well with it. The only thing that I'm worried about is like, are they going to try and just not try and push the narrative with her just because she's from Russia? That's the only negative thing, which I hope they don't hold against her because she seems like a really nice girl. Is this you declaring your love for her and saying that you fancy her, Ben, on the podcast? Is that your way of saying it? Definitely not. I'm a one-woman man, me. You know, <laughs> fiancé. So I think a very marketable, just like Radu Khanu Very is. marketable. Does that mean you're saying you find her very good-looking? Is that the same thing, just for the audience? Uh, I mean, I think brands would find her very appealing to work for them. That's that's all I'm going to say. Well, someone else who's very marketable is King Wung Zhang, who is the star from China, uh, she won six love, six free, and this was her reaction after reaching the first Australian Open quarterfinal of her career. She was asked, uh, "You just played prime time in China. Uh, you're loved everywhere, but especially in China. You're flying the flag for Chinese tennis. What does this mean to you?" I mean, he said China quite a few times there, uh, and she said, "At the beginning, I felt it's a responsibility, sometimes pressure, but now I'm just trying to focus on myself and play day by day and not." think too much i'm happy i received a lot of fans who come support me here also in front of the tv doesn't matter if it's china or the whole world and that's one thing to remember because of their playing in australia the chinese fans are able to watch a lot of this coverage yep. yeah it is uh, on in their time zone for sure and she is a great ambassador for women's tennis and tennis in general over yep. there in China. I think this is great. I think obviously you've got the Radu Kanu effect as well. That they're both uh, doing well, and I feel that they're going to be like sort of flying the flag. I love the fact that 
she's such a humble person as well. I, did you see her interview when it was Lee Nah came and uh, surprised her? Yeah, that was really <laughs> came and slapped her bum, <laughs> just like interrupted her interview. But that's somebody obviously she's looked up to so much in her career and. Yeah, that was a really nice thing. She obviously didn't know that she was going to be there and she came just to uh, give her some like words of encouragement and support. So, and you can see it's obviously working. She's got to be the favourite from that top section now. And I think so. Can think she, she get is, to the and She is very marketable again. She, I feel, will do extremely well if she can get to a Grand Slam final. There's going to be a lot more eyes on her. I hope she can handle the pressure because there's going to be a lot mounted on her shoulders. And especially with the draw she's been given, it's very lucky not to have her back and her or eager there. And this is probably her best shot of getting to a Grand Slam final this year. So hopefully she can take it. She's the, she's the one on paper to do it. And I really hope we do get her in the final. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting quarterfinal. We've obviously got her versus... Uh, it's her versus Kanskaya, Noskova versus Yastremska, Kostyuk versus Goff, and Kaichikova Sabalenka as the quarterfinals. So it's top top heavy or bottom heavy, sorry, in that draw, but it opens the door for a new star to be born. And I feel that Kim Win Jang, this could be her moment. Yeah, we're not going to say too much on this because we'll be doing a video later on today discussing our quarterfinal predictions. Let's end with our predictions from the fourth round because I know Ben was really pleased with how we performed <laughs> and we'll get up the spreadsheet. I won the third round um, by about five points. Yeah. How did I get on in the fourth round? How many points did I win this one by, Ben? Oh, so many. It's just embarrassing, really. I don't even <laughs> want to bring it up. Um, yeah, so let's bring it up. <laughs> Here we go. 13 points. I mean... It's embarrassing. I've got seven and seven. You got fourteen. You're lucky the same number. <laughs> I know fifteen and fifteen. Not too bad. Yeah, I do get the same number though. That is strange. And you've done better on your men's than women's each time as well. Which I don't know. You're just getting the set scores really spot on on the men's. This is the thing. You obviously called the Alcalaz one. You called the Medvedev one. Yeah, unfortunately for me. And then we go up, you called the Sinner one and the Djokovic one. For me, I only got the Djokovic one. <laughs> that was the only one I got, <laughs> which is sad. And then on the women's side, you called Kim Wen-Jeng. You called Kalin Skaya in straight sets. The, the only one I got over on you was Noskova winning, but she didn't win in three. So I, it was a retirement. So I, I barely get one there, really. Um, and you got Saba right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of threes on your side. I, a lot of straight sets what helped me out, I feel. You watch. I know what's going to happen in the you're, next uh, round. Next round, you're going to go straight <laughs> sets for all of them, and I'm not going to do it, and they're not going to happen straight sets. But they're this is how five. the scores ended after fourth round. We will be doing a podcast, like I say, later on this evening, so please join us. We'll be live so you can play along with us in the, in the YouTube video. And let's see. I'm targeting 10, I think, for the quarterfinal. That would be a great... Great achievement. Let's get that off the screen <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and then we can focus on the next round. Yeah, make sure to join us for it and the matches as well. There are some top ones coming up later. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you later on. Bye-bye.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.